0: Guys so much for tuning in. This is episode number two of season two of Coaching Connections. Now, on today's episode, I had a chance to sit and talk to Noe Cantu of Cole High School, and we had a wonderful discussion about their journey to winning a state championship this season. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode just as much as I did. Again, Noe Cantu, Coaching Connections. Let's get after it.
1: Morning, Coach. Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Can you hear me? We good? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Trying to find some better lighting, man. But I mean, this is all I got. Can barely see me, huh?
0: Yeah, it's all, it's all good. I see you. I, I see you good. I mean, uh, I don't know if you want a certain side of your face to show more than the other or something.
1: Nah, I just don't got good lighting here in my apartment, man.
0: <laughs> it's all Staying good. I'm home on the weekends, I usually go to
1: Victoria. I have a house there in Victoria.
0: Uh, where you? Where you from?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have a house there. Uh so I'm usually there on the weekends, man, but I decided to stay here.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. It's all good. How you So champ. How you doing, Champ?
1: Ah uh, <laughs> uh, man, just just you know, just settling in now. You know, it's been a kind of a kind of a wild, kind of crazy couple weeks, you know, after after the state championship, man. Uh, you know, you got so much things you gotta fulfill to, you know. Uh so it's starting to slow down a little bit, which is pretty cool. Good. Sounds good, man. This is pretty cool, man, doing all this stuff, huh? Yeah. It's been pretty
0: What's that? It's been pretty fun for you to get out and doing all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I get to meet a lot of people I probably wouldn't have met otherwise. Uh, um, a lot of good people. People out there are real genuine you now that I've talked yeah. to. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I talked to Chuck Martin the other day, and uh, I, I didn't know him prior other than social media. Um, but he's a real down to earth, genuine guy, you know? Um, yeah. Just need to connect with people and, and kind of. Uh, Pick the brains a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's pretty cool, man. I've been enjoying watching um, some of your segments, man. It's been 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 pretty cool to kind of kind of see the different kind of people you've gotten on. well
0: I appreciate that, Noe. Mm-hmm. So so let's talk about your uh, your journey, just the tournament this year. I mean, you're state champion. Uh, you know, talk about how that feels. Talk about some of the maybe the obstacles along the way during the tournament this year.
1: Um, you know, I, I mean, honestly, man, it, you know, it doesn't doesn't feel any, you know, you know, I, you think, you know, us as coaches, you know, the, the pinnacle, the high point is like, you're, you you want to win a state championship and and you want to get that fulfillment. You feel like, man, when you get there, it's just going to be this great high, this great feeling. Um, and it was, you know, you win your state championship and, and, and in that moment, man, it's like, you feel like you're there and you arrive and you accomplish something great, but you know, then when you get home, you know, that kind of goes down a little bit. And, um, you know, it really put coaching in perspective for me, you know, that, you know, it's not so much always about the wins and the losses or winning a state championship um, because, you know, you're still going to have your, your struggles and you're still going to have your life, things that you got to go through, um, and, you, and even even your kids, you know, uh, even the kids that you coach, you know, and that, that's a successful moment in their life for sure. Um, But, you know, after that, man, you still got to coach those kids hard. You still got to guide them to be great people. Um, Really put the coaching in perspective for me that there's a lot more than just, you know, winning championships and winning games. But, um, you know, uh, it was great. You know, it was great for our kids. It was great for our program. I know it hadn't been done in in San Antonio for a while as far as the UIL team on the boys side. Um, So, you know, that was pretty cool. You know, you always hear the you always hear about. The teams from Houston and Dallas and, you know, San Antonio really can't compete with those guys. So, um, you know, it kind of felt kind of good to to kind of win. And and hopefully, you know, there's a trend with with San Antonio getting back to that stage and winning because, you know, there's a lot of great there's a lot of great coaches here, man. And I'm, I'm, I've been around some great ones here in San Antonio and um, better ones than me, honestly, you know, Um um, and there's great players here, and and you know sometimes you know those guys don't get all the recognition that they deserve, but you know uh, there's a lot of great basketball here in San Antonio.
0: I agree. I mean, I uh, I think of our city. We we got a pretty uh, good group of guys that are, you know, I don't say close. knit, not everybody's best friends, but guys are willing to talk to each other and help each other out. And uh, and so, like you said, there's coaches that I know a hundred times better than, than myself that I'll, I'll call them, pick their brain. You know just and they're always willing to help and talk and just uh you know be a be a lending hand so to speak and absolutely a lot of those guys like, don't always get the recognition because maybe they didn't win a state championship or something mm-hmm. We've got some outstanding coaches in the city for sure
1: yeah uh for sure you know I've grown um with a lot of them you know I know I talked to coach Valenzuela there at uh, uh San Antonio Christian a lot um you know coach Lacey there at uh Churchill and McComb at uh at Bernie I mean there's a lot of great basketball minds here that that just know a lot of basketball, um, and it's been really cool to kind of kind of be around those guys, learn from those guys, um, kind of take what you learn from them, try to bring it to your program, make it your own kind of uh, kind of deal. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I completely agree that you know there's great coaches, great players here. Um, but you know, for our guys to get highlighted um, for winning, you know, that was really cool, and I, you know, I was I was happy for them because you know us being a three A. Um, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard for us to kind of, I, I guess, kind of get recognition, so to say. I, I know a lot of coverage is usually on 5As and 6As. Um, so, for our guys to kind of win and, and kind of get that exposure, you know, I was, I was really happy for them.
0: Absolutely, Coach. Um, I mean, you guys this year, you had a pretty tough schedule. I mean, some 5A, 6A programs that you guys uh, played with and beat. Um, so, I mean, I know I know on my end, at least, you know, Cole always has the most respect from us. Um but back to those three guys you mentioned earlier, all three outstanding coaches. Had them all on the podcast as well. I mean, they're they're just good dudes. Yeah. You know, Lacey yeah. and, and Valenzuela and uh and Kimball, man. I thought Kimball was gonna have a chance to get to the state tournament. Yeah. He was on the
1: yeah, we uh he we we were talking to each other kind of before the semifinal games. We had played each other, I think the last two years. Um and so we were we were kind of, you know. He was kind of wondering, you know, I I guess the first time they had been to a state tournament, um, and he was kind of wondering, you know, just about everything, kind of picked my brain about, you know, just the atmosphere and the the logistics of everything, man. So it was really cool for, you know, because I'm always asking him about plays and different things they do on offense, man. So whenever he uh, he kind of talked to me a little bit about, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, going forward into the state tournament, man. uh, It's kind of cool to kind of give him some advice because, you know, I'm always – I'm always asking them, "Man, what did you do here?" or this player or that guy. I I you know, I love their offense and what they do on on that side of the ball. So, um yeah, I talked to him a lot, you know. Um and I I I thought for sure they had a really good shot, you know. They had a really good team. Um I know back this year and and they had they had played really well throughout the whole season, so I was definitely rooting for those guys for sure.
0: Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that uh same concept, we played each other all the time. We didn't play this year. Uh, we were supposed to, but we didn't get, get a chance to. Uh, but, no, after the game, he will just be like, hey, let's, let's sit and talk basketball and, and just pick it. I mean, when a guy that's got that much experience, I mean, I learned a lot just from him asking, let's sit and talk basketball. Just because, I mean, I mean, he's been doing it a lot longer than we have, yet still willing to sit down and ask questions and, and pick your brain and, and, and willing to give advice. And so just from a, a mentor perspective, I mean, I learned a lot just from how to be an open book and, and things of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys, uh, you guys, you know, you guys have a, a seven foot center transfer mm-hmm. out. And I know mm-hmm. it's been asked quite a bit, you know, but I think it's valuable for, for people out there, to, you know, coaches to learn uh, maybe how you and your team handled uh, him moving. And <clears> how did you guys respond to adversity? What are some of the things that you talked about in the locker room and, and made, made an emphasis on?
1: Well, you know, <laughs> for starters, man, you know, us and Vince, man, we have, we have a great relationship. I, I still talk to him, you know, frequently a lot. Um, and so, you know, I always wanted the best for Vince, you know, whether, you know, I told him before, whether you stay here and play for us, you know, we're going to love on you, man. We want the best for you. Whether you leave here, we love you, man. We want the best for you. So there's really no bad blood there. Um, I guess the only thing that kind of frustrated me about the whole situation, you know, it, it's, there's so many outside people, you know, you know how it is, you know, there's so many outside people and in kids ears and everything about this is the best situation for you or you need to play here you need to play in this system you need to play for this coach you need to play against these kind of people and uh, you know I get it you know um, you know he, he's such a highly touted you know one of the best players in the country and and that's what happens you know when you got one of those kind of guys um, you know every you know everybody's gonna kind of kind of want to be a part of that and and have their have their say on things and you know I, I, I always stay in the back seat with you know, Vince knew. Vince knows that we love him, man, and we want the best for him. And and um, you know, when he he decided to leave, you know, he told us I think in August, which was you know pretty close to when school started. So, um, you know, we had our schedule made, we had everything kind of planned forward with him. You know, um, so you know that that kind of was a kind of a shock, at least you know, because we thought he was going to be here. Um, but then you know, when he when he decided to leave, you know, it you know we. I actually called a meeting with our guys and I said, look, I said, we got, we got this team and that team and this team and on a schedule. You guys want to go forward with this? And I said, I'm, I'm fine either way. I said, I'm good to play it, you know? And our guys, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, I mean, of course, why, why not? Because, you know, we got two really good players here as well too, and, and Trey and Silas. And, um, you know, I had told them, I said, man, you guys are going to have to be pretty special this year for us to kind of get back to where we were. And they kind of looked at me and laughed and they're like, coach, we, we could have done this last year, but, you know, we always, you know, we just, we, they're like, we, we could have did this last year, but we just got, you know, we'd always just have pretty good players here. You know, we had Vince and we had this kid Jordan Arnett, who's, um, he's playing at Western New Mexico as a freshman this year. He started as a freshman at division two. Um, so, I mean, we had really good players the year before. So Silas and Trey were kind of like, you know, not really as known. And I always knew they were great players. They felt the same way. Um, they both got division one offers right now. Um, so it really just shows how talented they really are. Um, but you know, they, I think they kind of took it upon themselves and had a chip on their shoulder. Like, man, we're going to show everybody how good this team still is. Um, and it was the same thing with coaching staff. You know, we, we heard it all too. It's like, now you guys are going to actually have to coach, you know, you're going to actually, you can't just, you know, you can't just show up and win. And, and so, you know, I, I think our whole program was just really motivated our kids, our coaching staff, and we all just wanted to kind of prove ourselves. I guess, you know, um, and then, you know, with the whole COVID thing, there was a lot of, there was just a lot of, a lot of adversity in that, you know, at, at Fort Sam, we're on a military base. Um, so there's a lot more stricter guidelines and rules than most places, you know. Um, so, I mean, we were, I mean, hell, heck, we were at the state tournament. We were the only team in and We played in mask all year and we were playing a mask in the state tournament, you know. Um, but, you know, um, so you had to deal with that. And then. We went on a block schedule this year, which was, um, which mean we only got to see our kids on Monday, Wednesday, Friday for athletics. So I didn't even get to see them on Tuesdays and Thursdays just because of the whole COVID situation. You know, they're trying to switch around schedules and make it you know, better academic wise. But, you know, that, that, that limited us to seeing them on Tuesday and Thursdays. Um, so, you know, there was just a lot of things that we went through. And then we started the season six and five. Um, and, you know, obviously we won 21 straight after that. But um, you know, you know, we we played, you know, we played some great teams. We beat Laredo Nixon, which is a great 6A. Uh, we beat San Angelo Central, which was a playoff team in 6A. We beat Alamo Heights, who's always good, and I mm-hmm. um, thought we played Johnson very, very close to like eight points. Um, Wagner was a tied up game going to the fourth quarter, and then you know Jetson kind of took it to us. Um, but you know, we uh, we played Oak Cliff out of Dallas. Oak Cliff family got those guys to come down um and heck it's a nine-point game with about two and a half minutes to go um so we learned a lot about ourselves and you know i told our guys you know i mean i think sometimes you know especially maybe schools like us uh, who are a smaller school and you know if we play three a's or four a's you know we'll probably have a lot of success um but i told our guys you're not going to really know what you're not good at you know Mm -hmm. Um, you know when you have a lot of success and so we try to challenge our guys we play the biggest schools that we can find i mean if anybody wants, I don't think I've ever turned down a game, you know, from a, I mean, if Duncanville called and said, Hey, we want to play next year, I I would never be like, um, you know, no, no, definitely we'd play it. It's not about winning or losing. We want to put our guys in a lot of adverse situations, a lot of adverse games, because you learn so much, you learn so much about yourself. And, and that's what happened with us. You know, we played a lot of tough teams and we learned, Hey man, we're not good in this area. We're not, we got to get better here, but um, so I think a lot of times, you know, sometimes coaches or teams, are afraid to, to challenge their kids, but you know, you might win by 15 or 20 points, but you don't really know what you're not good at. You know, we, we found out early, Hey, we got to be better on defense. We got to box out better. We got to be more efficient on the offensive end. But I don't think we would have ever learned those things if we didn't put our kids in those kind of tough situations and challenges. So, um, you know, that really helped us, like I said, starting season six and five playing the teams that we did. Um and then obviously once we got in the district and playoffs, you know, um, you know, we were fine. You know, we go to state championship game and you know, everybody's talking about Tatum and how athletic they are and how, you know, big they are and how, you know, fast and their their defensive pressure. And I kept and I was trying to sound humble. I was like, guys, I mean, I was trying to tell, you know, reporters and people, I was like, I mean, Cliff Faith family, yeah. you know. We played, uh, you know, we played Laredo Nixon, who's going to get up in your face the whole entire game. You know, we played Judson, we played Wagner. And I, I think it just helped us in the long run for sure.
0: Absolutely. And I, I can totally agree with that concept of wanting to challenge your guys. Um, you know, maybe if, if you don't have those early challenges against those types of teams, then maybe then you don't have the success down the road because you, you find out the hard way that you're not good at these things, right?
1: No, for sure. For sure, I think. Um, and that happened to me my first year. I got here my first year, and I, <laughs> I didn't make the schedule. Um, so I had to play the schedule, you know. And, man, I think we won our first – I think we started out like 21-0 and or something, and we were like 36-1 and going to the playoffs, and we were on this great run. Like, we were, man, we're, gonna, we're the best team in the state, and then we lost in the regional finals. And I realized, like, man, we, man were we really good? You know, but like, I, we didn't know. We didn't know. We had played, a, you know, a, kind of a, a schedule maybe like – you know a lot of teams 3A's and 4A's that that you know um we were better than and we didn't really know a lot about ourselves and then after that first year and I got to make the schedule the following year I was like man we're not going to that's not going to happen again as far as going to a game and we don't know about ourselves and so ever since that first year we've made this schedule and it we've made it tougher and tougher and next year it's the the toughest we've we've ever had it too so um we're not trying to lighten the load at all we're trying to play the biggest and the best teams that we can play and and um so that's just kind of what we're doing now
0: and you still got Trey and Silas coming back so that's that's a plus <laughs> well yeah I mean they they help uh,
1: Trey and Silas they were both all state guards they're coming back and we got this other kid Dre Ray he was actually an all-region guard okay. he's coming back as well so we got three all-region kids our three leading scorers um all three of them are coming back so Um, You know, hopefully, you know we can we can do some. uh, It looks like we can we can do some things again this year or next year. But you know how it is as a coach, man. Every year is different, every team different, and um, you know they're still gonna have to put in the work and they're still gonna have to get better. And that team's gonna have to be its own kind of team and have its own identity because you know it's you know it's like I told them. I think I told them this week. You know, you know that team was a state championship. This team we got coming back, you're not the state champions. You haven't won it. You know so. Um, they got to understand. They still got to go out there and, and earn it for sure.
0: No, I love it, Coach. I love, I love the concept that you have of kind of keeping them grounded. Keeping yeah. them hungry. Um, <clears throat> you know, you don't want them to get complacent by any means. But they, they, they already seem like the kind of kids that, that are hungry uh, in themselves. I don't know Trey or Silas and those guys. You no, know, but just knowing from what I've seen from a distance, you know, they seem like pretty good kids.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, they're, they're always hungry. always got a chip on the church. Like I said, you know, they're, they're, they always feel like they're kind of underlooked just because of the size of the school that we have. Um, so they always got that chip on their shoulder. They always want to prove themselves and I, you know, that's what makes them really good, you know, is that they, they don't lose that. And, um, and, and so like, they're, they're just, they're just highly competitive guys. They hate to lose. Um, and, and they're a very coachable kids. I think that's one of the, the things that people don't know about them man. It's, I can yell at them, scream at them, get in their face, um, tell them they're not doing this right. And and you know, they kind of want that. You know, they kind of want to know what they're not good at because they, you know, they both want to play in college. They both want to play at the highest level, and, and they know that, you know, things get tougher every year. You know, whether you're a junior high going to high school, it's gonna get tougher. Whether high school going to college, it's gonna get tougher. College going to pros is gonna be tougher. And and they understand that. So um, I, I think they're I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't know about is just how coachable they are.
0: It's a blessing, coach. It's a blessing. Yeah, for sure. So talk a little bit about your childhood, man. where did you grow up? I know you said earlier, Victoria. Um, mm-hmm. did you have any influences in your life that wanted that made you want to come into this profession?
1: <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Victoria. Uh well, I grew up in Victoria. I was born and raised there. Actually, when I went to high school, uh, my mom, she was a teacher as well. Um, she moved to Yorktown, a little small, <laughs> a little small school. You
0: know, I know Yorktown. My my old assistant coach is now the head okay. of Yorktown, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So um, she was actually from Yardtown. That's where she was from. So she moved there, and I I moved there as a freshman. So I went to high school there as a freshman and played basketball and baseball. And and we were really good in basketball. Uh, I think that's kind of when we kind of started making that turn because they they, they still had some success even in the last couple years, some pretty good success. Um, We actually played Cole in the regional tournament my sophomore year. Uh, We played Cole in the regional tournament, lost to him actually by two, one or two. Um, we were really good that year. And, um, so played there, um, played at a junior college, went to Coastal Bend Junior College, uh, when I was just starting up, uh, and learned a lot there because we, you know, we played in region 14. So we played against Blinn, and, and that's when San Jack was still playing and, and, uh, Midland, Odessa, uh, South Plains, you know, uh, Tyler got to play against some really good players. Uh, Jimmy Butler was at Tyler, uh, Tyler when I was at Coastal Bend, um, so got to got to play against him, um, got to see him up close. Um, so you know, you learned a lot just being around high level basketball coaches, players. Uh and, you know, playing there, I realized that okay, basketball's not in your future, man. So you need to I <laughs> learned that very fast. So um realized, man, you better get your education and, and do that. And so I, I played there for two years, uh, went to AM Corpus um and, and graduated there. Um, and as soon as I graduated, my actually my head coach at my junior college, he had just got a principal job in Victoria. It just happened to be that's where I'm from. He got a principal job, um, and you know I didn't really want to work in Victoria from the start. You know, no one really wants to work at their hometown at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you kind of just graduate. I don't want to go somewhere else. You know, um, but I really started from the bottom, man. I remember I remember applying everywhere for assistant jobs, and I could never get an interview. You know, it got so bad. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember taking my application, you know, instead of sending online, I remember taking my applications to schools. I would drive to schools and I'd go to the school and drop off my application because I felt like, well, maybe if they see me and they see how, like, interested I am, I, I might get an interview I might get a shot. And, and it never happened, you know, and I, I would drop off applications. that I'd, I'd drive an hour, hour and a half away to drop off an application and come home. Um, I still never got an interview, and, and then I, I got in touch with my principal and he said, man, we don't, or, you know, my junior college coach who was a principal at, at Victoria. And he said, we don't have no openings. He goes, but I can get you on as a permanent sub and, and maybe you can volunteer with the basketball team. And so I did that for two years or a year, I should say, I did that for a year. I was a, I was a permanent sub. So I wasn't even getting paid full, full time as a teacher. Um, I did, obviously didn't get a stipend for coaching. I just had a volunteer. That's the only way I could kind of get, get out there, you know? Um, and then, so the next year they hired me, um, I got to be like a JV coach. And so I started there and then after two or three years, um, you know, he brought me up as his varsity assistant. So, um, I was with Pat Erskine, man. He's a, he's a really, really good coach. Learned a lot from him. Um, just learned how to run a program and run a practice. I think what the thing about Pat was, you know, he never made the, he never made the program about himself ever. Never, never treated me as an assistant coach ever go put the clothes in the wash or go get the balls or, you know, I mean, he did it and I did it. You know, if, if he was by the, if he, if, if he was in the locker room when the clothes were there, he'd go put them in a the wash, you know? Um, or if I was there, I'd go put them in a the wash or if he could get the balls, if he was right there and go get the balls or set the clock up, you know, he, he never tra- I just remember that he never treated me like that, you know, and he, he gave me total ownership of the program as well. He let me, I ran practices. I, I did all those things. And, he put me in those situations to help me. I know that. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful for that because a lot of times assistant coaches, they don't have that luxury, you know? Um, and, and he, he just showed me a lot about how to treat assistants, you know, how to be a humble person, um, how to run a program. And I'm so thankful for my time there. So, you know, when I went to Cole, you know, I had new, I, I had run practice before, you know, I had make calls and games and subs and games and called imbalance before, like, it, it wasn't new to me. And that was because, you know, Pat had gave me so much ownership of things. Um, so I'm always thankful for that because, you know, sometimes I, I see it, you know, sometimes, you know, assistant coaches, they're not learning as much as they should.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I try to do that with my guys, man. You know, I, I have assistants, they call the inbounds. Some of them do, they do the scout report. You know, I'll overlook it and make some changes here, but I, I try to give those guys as much ownership as they can. You know, our, our goal is obviously to, to win as many games as we can. Um, you know, we tell kind of, it's kind of in our vision in our, in our binder, we, we say, you know, we want to be the best team in the state of Texas. You know, we want our players to play and coach at the next level. And, and we want our assistant coaches to become head coaches, you know, and that, those are all our goals. And, um, but, you know, being around Pat, um, for about, I tell her about my, my, you know, my mom and, and everybody's always trying to tell me you should get your master's degree or get your master's degree. And, and, um, you know, if you want to do anything in the future and, and, uh, you know, I, I tell him, I said, well, I got my master's degree in coaching, man. I, I was with Pat for like seven years. I say it like that, I like I got a master's degree just being around him, you know, for seven years. Um, so that helped me a lot coming to Coleman and, uh, you know, I, I can't thank him enough. I still talk to him two or three times a week, you know, uh, whether it's about basketball or life. So, uh was very blessed to be in Victoria for as long as I was. Um, and came here four years ago and, and you know we've had some really good success.
0: You know, I uh I can appreciate that journey, man. You know, the grind of trying to get a trying to get a just an interview, just to get a call back, you know. Yeah. Sure at times for some coaches out there it could be a little disheartening. You know, but if you want something bad enough, you just keep on and keep on and keep on and keep on. And so uh, much respect to you in that regard, coach. I mean that's that's a big time. Driving an hour and a half just for a shot, just so they can put a face uh yeah. so that, and, and maybe see your energy a little bit.
1: Yeah. And that was the whole thought process, man. I I, I could not get an interview anywhere. And, and I thought, you know, maybe they're going to see my face and they'll, you know, it least me a <laughs> shot. But uh never worked out. never worked out for me. Um, and now, it, you know, it's that's why I always think, you know, I'll, I'll always be thankful for, for Victoria West. I'll always be thankful for Cole because, you know, now, I, you know, you got people calling you that want you to interview. I mean, you know how it is now. But I was like, man, I'm going to get a, assistant not gonna get a junior high interview man and now people tell you they want you to interview at places you know so uh it's very humbling and i'm uh, very thankful for the, for those times for sure
0: most definitely and then uh you know going back to your comment about you know coach preparing you you know I, I was blessed with a similar coach that uh you know coach olandyke when i was at southwest with him and he took me to marshall and uh and he knew i wanted to be a head coach and he gave me a lot of ownership he gave me a lot of uh you know, I never thought of it as duties. It just, you know, wanted me to experience what it was like, you know, to, to run a program. And so he gave me so many responsibilities that when it was time, you know, you felt ready. I mean, you're never really fully ready to yeah. dive in. Um, and you realize, yeah, this is a little tougher than I thought. But as prepared as you could be, you know, thankful for guys like that. Because you're right, I see coaches on, on the sideline that just kind of sit there. You know, they don't, they don't do a whole lot. You know, I'm curious what it's like on a day-to-day for them. Um, yeah. So I'll try to I can as well to, to involve my guys, and, especially if they want to be head coaches, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and and we, you know, we've made a point to do that. And, you and know, honestly, you know, people want to work for you. They'll work harder for you, you know, if they feel like you appreciate them, that you give them ownership. You know, it, it, it's – I've learned that, you know, the way you treat people, the way you handle people, um, you know, I, I think they'll be more loyal to you. They're going to work harder for you. Um, you know, and and that's just gonna make the team better, you know. And I I tell our guys all the time. I tell our guys, I tell our coaches, you know, we can't just have two eyes on our program, man. If we got two eyes on our program, you know, we're not gonna be very good. We gotta have six, eight different eyes on our program because I can't see everything. And nor can I be really good at everything. You know, if I'm trying to if I'm trying to be the best, if I'm trying to run the control the offense, the defense, the inbounds, the subs, the timeouts. I mean, there's no way you can be great at five things. Now if I myself two things i'm gonna focus on the offense i'm gonna focus or, or i'm gonna focus on the offense i'm gonna focus on you know the timeouts i i could probably be really good at two things you know and then now my assistant coach he can be really good at one thing this other assistant can be really good at one thing but if i'm trying to be really good at five that's just not possible i've learned that you, know, you try to do everything yourself and um you're gonna lack in some areas so you know we want to be the best in all areas of our game of our program so we give those guys duties. We give those guys jobs, and it's like, okay, hey, you're, this is your this is your job. This is your deal. This is your baby. You need to be the best at it, and you know they they appreciate that. They like that, and it's really worked out for us.
0: Absolutely, coach. And like you said, you, you make them feel like they're a part of it. You know, and when they when mm-hmm. they feel like they, they have some ownership, that they're going to want to work uh, work for you a lot harder, a lot more loyal. Like you said. So you're you're in practice, right? You're in practice. What are, what are a couple of your favorite? I mean, this is going to sound real basic, but, you know, a couple of your favorite drills, something that you like, man, I love this part of practice when we get into it, uh, you know, on a daily. Something well, that- one of the things that we like to do in
1: practice, I'm sure like a lot of people do is we put a score on just about everything, you know, and really in all honesty, like, you know, there, there's a lot of times, you know, sometimes when we're having success or we're winning, you know, games, you know, I'll tell our coaches that this day, all right, we need to almost make them lose today. You know, we'll put some crazy numbers. We'll 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 try to get underneath their skin. We'll try to have them lose some 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 situations and some drills. And I just want to see how you react. You know, I want to see what kind of heart you got, what kind of heart you really got, what kind of what kind of mental capacity you have. Um, so I like challenging our guys and different things like that, putting scores up there to see just kind of you know um, what their mental capacity is. So I like doing that. But honestly, like as far as drills per se, you know. I love a lot of toughness drills that we do. You know, we do this rebound drill to where we don't call any fouls. You know, there's no fouls being called. There's no out of bounds. Um, we let those guys play. Now, we don't just – we're not telling them to go hit hit each other and beat up each other. But, you know, um, I, I think what drives me nuts is, you know, and I'm sure you, you're you the same way. You know, you get in a game and a you know, guy goes up for a layup and he gets fouled. And he probably does get fouled and the ref don't call it. And guys are kind of stopping, throwing their hands up, man. It just drives me nuts, you know. Um, so we tell our, you know, uh, we do a lot of drills to where we don't call a lot of fouls, um, because we don't want our guys begging for calls. I was like, look, man, when you hear a, when you hear a whistle, stop playing, you know, if you go up, you get fouled, they don't call it. You just got to keep going. So we have a lot of drills that we do, where we don't call a lot of fouls. And then, like I said, just a uh, different drills, different shooting things we put up there, um, with time and score, I like to challenge them as much as we can. And, um, you know, so those are some of the things that I like to see just because, you know, we got a lot of highly competitive guys. And then we got a lot of guys that that haven't lost a lot of games. And um, so, you know, we want to make sure that they understand that, hey, you're not maybe as good as you think you are. You know, there's different things that you've got to get better at. You still have weaknesses just like everybody else. You know, you're not a finished product. Um, and sometimes they don't know that until they, they get in those situations or they lose or they struggle in practice. So um, we try to make practice as tough as we can, whether it's, you know, physical wise or, um, you know, score mentally wise. So those are some of the things that I like for us in practice.
0: That rebounding drill is always fun. You know, you, you got to keep an eye on it. Yes, it yeah. we our guys, but uh, yes. you know, they, they, they get feisty, but I, yes. I, I appreciate that, that dog in them. I think, I think in the national championship game, I mean, Baylor just had a whole bunch of tough dudes. I mean, a yep. whole bunch of dogs. I mean, I'm sure everybody saw it all over the internet, you know, dogs. But but it's true. Um, they just seemed tougher. They were going to play through whatever moment was ahead of them. And in uh, and that rebound drill, I mean, this shows the guys that guided in them, and it shows the guys that want uh, absolutely no part of uh, physicality.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I I thought Baylor, man. I, I think the difference with them is like like you said, they just were they just seemed like they were a little bit more tougher than Gonzaga was. Um, and and not just that, but you know, Baylor, they, they you look at their guys and they certainly they know where the weight room is. That's for sure. Um, they, had some, they had some big dudes, man, and, and that was one of the things that you know we told our guys too. I mean, look at these guys, they're like football players out there playing basketball. I mean, they were all just rocked up and. And I was like, they don't, they don't miss a, they don't miss a weight day. I mean, that's for sure. Um, I think that was certainly, you know, that's certainly built in. I think, you know, even in some of the drills you do, sometimes you get in drills and you get in games and you get pushed around and and then you realize, man, I need to get in a weight room. I need to get stronger. So I could only imagine how, you know, Baylor's practices is, I I know they're not just, I'm sure they're not calling many fouls at practice neither judging by the way they play and, and how big they are. So, um, and learn a lot from those guys uh, as far as Baylor. We've been fortunate enough to have <coughs> their whole coaching staff in our in our gym before. Um, obviously, when Vince was here, they you know Coach it came down, uh, Coach Tang, Coach Brooks. They had all kind of been around the program, um, so kind of getting to see them up close, um, kind of having them in our gym was was kind of cool to see. Um, being able to talk to them a, 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 about a couple things. I know with Coach uh, with Coach Brooks there at Baylor. Um, you know, I kind of stole their, their 95% rule that they have. Um, and we use that a lot here. You know, he was, he was talking about, you know, um, or they tell their guys that, look, man, you're going to play this basketball game 95% of the time without the basketball in your hands, you know, at most, you're going to have the the ball in your hands, 5% of the basket of of the game at most, you know? And so 95% of the time or 90, the 95% of the other time you don't have it in your hands. What are you doing? What are you doing to help your team? You know? are you setting good screens? Are you offensive rebounding? Are you boxing out? Are you making, you know, diving on the floor? Uh, and so we kind of stole that from them and that's kind of been one of the staple things for us. So uh, it's been kind of cool to kind of be around some of those guys and, and learn from them as much as you can, you know?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great rule. Um, simple concept and the logic behind it is, is, mm-hmm. is genius. So, I mean, I think I'm going to steal it from you who stole it from them. I mean, I like, like the idea, you know, uh, a good way for kids to kind of break it down and look at it. Just keep on. are we talking about that 95% rule. That 95% rule is nice. I, I think I'm like I said. I think I'm gonna steal it from you. Who stole it from them? And and start using that verbiage. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty simple but genius logic. And it's a simple way for the kids to put a visual to it.
1: He had broke it down really well one time. He had said, you know, some kid. You know, some kid on their team had, had gone like two of nine from the field for the game, you know, or or something like that. And, and so they had missed seven shots or, you know, maybe two of 10. So missed eight shots, bad, bad shooting night, you know. And, uh, you know, he was saying how, you know, the kid was just so down and frustrated throughout the whole game, you know. Um, and he said, man, in reality, you missed eight shots. He goes, it probably took, he goes, you played, you know, 32 minutes. He goes, you missed eight shots, probably took about, a second a shot he goes man you let eight seconds affect your whole game Mm -hmm. about that man you know you each each shot takes a second or two and you let eight to 16 seconds affect 32 minutes of your play he goes I mean that's just not you know that's can't have that you know and so really think about it like that man it's it's kind of puts it in a huge perspective and so you know we tell our guys whether you're making or missing shots you know what are you doing you know to help us be successful so um we kind of live by that kind of have some things post up in our in our locker room or we talk we'll have it on the on the board 95 percent tonight you know um and, and it's just kind of a way especially in high school you know because the headlines are always about who's scoring and who's dominating um that that's where usually the recognition is at you know and and, and so you know, I get it too. You know, there's there's a lot of um, that's just how it is now. Um, but you know, for our guys, um, we want them to understand that there's more important things than scoring. And so you know, we tell them all the time. You know, your your point production shouldn't indicate whether you played good or bad.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, those things are I think crucial, especially for your whole team to want to buy in, because um, not mm-hmm. everybody's not that guy that's going to score twenty, but yeah. but they can have a positive yeah. in the game. You know. One of our probably, you know, we, Chris is on our team. He's a he's a really good scorer, really good little player. Yeah. He's a good player. Uh, really good. Uh, but, you know, we, got, we had some other guys that rebounded really well and defended really well, and we needed them to understand that, hey, what you do is just as important as what he does. And, uh, you know, because you want them to keep playing at that level. Yeah. You know, how important is it for you guys? Uh, you know, I, I don't know how it is out on the base, you know, but I, I'm sure it's – the same everywhere, you know, to have that relationship with the girls coaching staff or the other sports in the, in the school to all kind of work together and, uh, and, um, you know, work in harmony.
1: Yeah, I think it's important, especially being at a small school. um, You know, a lot of times, um, you know, kind of have to share athletes a little bit. Um, We don't have a lot of basketball players that play other sports, um, but, you know, we, uh, you know, we want to support everybody as much as possible. I think we do. You know, I was, I was at the baseball game yesterday. It was a thousand degrees outside. Um, but you know, after the game and and, I mean, after school, instead of going home, I went to the baseball game and sat out there for two hours and just, you know, sweated it out. Um, but I think it's important, you know, you want, you want, um, you want other teams and other people to see your face and you don't want to just be all about you. Um, I think if you're just all about yourself, you know, a lot of times, you know, those things can backfire on you. Um, and so, you know, we, we support our guys or we support other programs as much as we can. Um, our guys go to every home football game, you know, and we're kind of all in our own little pod watching the game there like that. It was kind of tough for girls basketball this year because um, our district split up this year. Usually, we play at the same site. Um, with, with COVID, they wanted to play on different sites to so have smaller crowds and limited amount of teams. So we didn't get to really watch our girls play too much because every time we were playing, whether we were playing at home, they were playing on the road, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, that'll change next year. It's going to go back to the old way. Um, But, you know, we, we support, you know, other programs as much as we can. I I love, I love, I love other sports, you know? Um, I played baseball growing up. I go to as many baseball games as I can. Um, I was a head track coach in Victoria. So uh, Mm I love being out there and, and, and watching our guys compete and then, Football is. I mean, everybody loves football in Texas, whether whether <laughs> whether you played it or not. So, um, love going to watch. I mean, Friday Night Lights is that's awesome. Um, I think that's probably the only day I want to be a football coach is on on Friday night. Whenever you see the you see the crowd and you see the cheerleaders and uh, the beautiful sky and it feels good in the evening. And I'm like, man, this would be cool to be a football coach. But if you ask me on a Monday or Tuesday, I'm like, no, I'm good.
0: Or on a Sunday when they're all there. working. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Or a Sunday or a Saturday. I'm like, no, but on Friday night, you want to be a football coach for sure. Um, and then obviously I, I, my other sport there at Cole was middle school cross country. So, um, but, you know, yeah, we, we love, you know, working with those guys and anything we can do to help, you know, we'll do. I mean, there, there's been times, uh, I think my first year I went out there and volunteered as a track coach um, just to kind of help out a little bit. Um, I know our baseball coach has asked me to go out there a couple of times, just throw some throw some BP and things like that. And and uh, I think it, it's just like I tell the kids, you know, I, I tell our kids all the time, you know, and, and they're so basketball, 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 and it's like like right now I'm like, man, like, Stay away for like let's I don't want to do basketball right now. We need to all kind of take a little bit of break and, and kind of get hunger back, you know. And I think whenever you go do other things or you, you take a little break from basketball and then when you come back to it, like you're recharged, you're ready to go. But you know, some of our guys, you know, they play basketball every single day. And I feel like the, you kind of lose your passion sometimes, you know, because it's just it's it's every day, you know. Take a break for two or three weeks and come back and you're probably re recharge, re So, um, Getting to see other sports, getting to do different things. Um, you know, we always encourage that for our guys and for our coaches.
0: And your body, your body gets a little break too from the same type of pounding. Um, yeah. You no, know, no, know a lot of these kids will, will go and as soon as they're done, they'll start going to training three, four, five times a week mm-hmm. and playing right yeah. away. And, you know, the body's never really going to get a break. Um, yep. All right, random. Last chance to you was good. Did you watch the last one? The last one?
1: I did. I did um
0: it no, I mean,
1: was great yeah I mean it was it was great to just you know you you see other you know your other parts the than weather than where you're just from you know I think um, you know you realize that one you realize there's a lot of great players um uh, around the country you know you think you might be good here or you're good here in Texas but there's great players everywhere you know Um, And then you really see the kind of the junior college life too about, you know, junior college basketball because it's different. You know, I played in junior college and it's a lot like that, you know, it's, it's kind of a tougher crowd. That's kind of, you know, (laughs) maybe not as had, not has had as much success because of, you know, whether it's grades or an attitude or got in trouble or got kicked off of a team. Um, So, I mean, I thought that was really cool just to kind of see. And then you kind of really just see the the ins and outs of coaching. I think a lot of times on TV, you, you know, you see coach K or you see a uh, coach drew and man, like, you know, that, that's, that's awesome. Who wouldn't want to be there? But then you, you kind of see last chance you, and you see what those co- coaches got to go through or their facilities or, or, or you know, the, and, and they got the same goals and they're working just as hard as I think any other coach, but you really see like, you know, just what coaching is about, you know, because, you know, I mean, you know how it is. It's not just, you know, it's not just uh, playing in front of sixty and seventy thousand people like they do on TV. I mean, there's so much things. If, if you're not on that level, um, there's so much sacrifices and things coaches go through and, and on a daily basis. You know, for their team and 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 um, you know, just trying to climb to the next to the next uh, ladder as well. So I, I thought it was a cool kind of. I thought it was a really good close up of coaching. Um, that a lot of people don't see because a lot of people don't see that. I don't think they fully understand what all coaches go through, you know, um, and on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, high school, even high school, you know, um, I think, like I said, a lot of times they see, you know, coaches on TV and they see, man, that that's a cool job. I'd love to do that. I would love to coach in front of that many people or, you know, um, but you know, that's just that not to say that that's not reality, but that's like the point, point 1% of coaches, you know? that they have, you know those great facilities those great players um getting paid that much money you know in reality 99% of coaches man are it's a, it's a grind you know that you know it's tough man it wears on you whether it's physically mentally and um you know so i thought it was pretty cool for people to really see like man dude i wouldn't i don't you probably watch that and like i don't know if i want to be a coach anymore you know um but that's what coaching is i mean you know that
0: yeah and and, and you know it's I, I really liked how they highlighted how he had to, um, you know, there's so many different personalities within the program and you can't really address them all the same way. You know, I can't talk to player X, um, you know, something may trigger a little differently than in player Y and player Z. Um, and so how he handled it, I really put a good highlight on, um, on, on that and the sacrifices he made away from his family you know, like the time in the locker room, he's talking about, I see you guys more than I see my kids. And he's kind of going off, yeah. uh, but it's true. Yeah, it's, you know, it's true.
1: Yeah. All that, all that's true, man. And, and like I said, I think, you know, you know how it is. I, I think coaching is, it's a, it's a, maybe it's an underappreciated kind of, kind of job profession. You know, I, I don't think a lot of people really appreciate it as much. Um, and it's probably one of the most scrutinized jobs there is, you know, I mean, I'm at a, baseball game yesterday and i'm just like you know and i'm hearing the you know you're hearing parents and everybody fans just going crazy you know but what are we doing and i'm just like and i'm thinking i'm like man i wonder if this is really going on like even when i'm coaching and I'm, and I'm sure it is you know you, you just you don't really hear it until you're kind of in the stands or on the other side of it so um you know it's just one of those jobs that you know it's tough and you really got to love what you're doing you really got to love the kids that kind of just to stay into it you know
0: so I'm sure that you won. You won uh, how many in a row? Twenty. You finished twenty-one in a row. I'm sure even during that run, there was probably some parents, you know, or some oh. of parents picking it apart. You know. Oh yeah. It is just yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I, I think I think I've learned whether you win or you lose. You know, you're not going to please everybody. You know, and um, you know, for us, you know, as a coaching staff, and we tell our guys all the time. You know. I'm, I'm just concerned with the, the 15 kids that are here, that are in this room. You know, I, I care about what you guys think and what, you know, what matters to you. Um, and, and, but if, you know, if you're trying to please everybody else and, and you're trying to listen to to other people, um, you know, you, you're trying to be pulled in other directions, then I, it's just not going to, it's not going to end well, you know.
0: You took, the, you took the words right out of my mind, you know, mm-hmm. exactly how I feel. <laughs> you know coaches uh, we We talk about the most random things in there. What well, what are some of the most random things you guys talk about in your
1: office? The most random things that we talk about? Yeah,
0: in the coach's
1: office. I always do scenarios. I always do scenarios with my assistant coach. He kind of hates it and he kind of he's like, "Man, that would never happen." I'm like, well, what if it did happen?" So I'm like, "100%, yeah." I just do stupid stuff like, "Hey man, what if we're shaking hands at the end of a game and like one of the coaches doesn't shake your hand?" Like, you know. You know or or you know, what if you're uh I don't know, what if you go to the store and and you see somebody like Stealing like a loaf of bread, you know, are you going to say something? Or you're not like, so I'm always big into scenarios and I always, I always put him, I always put him in, in the tough situations. He'll try to ask me. And I'm like, nah, I don't answer those. Uh, so I, I give him the tough situations as, as much as possible. And, and so, so that, that's always fun for us and talking about stuff like that.
0: <laughs> I, I like to play devil's advocate, even if I don't agree, with, even if I agree with what the coach is saying, I'll just pretend like I don't and just start spitting some random stuff and then Watching me getting a little fired up. You no, know, it's always it's just fun. You know, good. It's a good time in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're in the we're kind of in the stocks right now. So that's kind of that's kind of our, our coaching staff kind of talk right now. Debate. We're uh, we're all into we're all in the group chat about stocks. So that that's kind of the new thing. We're all we all think we're day traders now. Is it you know, it's funny. It was, you know, we had we had one state championship. My assistant was like, All right, man, I'm officially a day trader, come Monday. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's when we were talking about like just a couple of days ago, what what's what's the most athletic animal on the planet? Then it turned into a thing, you know, who's gonna beat up a grizzly bear and, and I, it was just the most we just talk about the most random things.
1: Oh yeah, we get on we get on the YouTube videos, man, and, and at at one we're we're watching, like I think we started like two days ago. We we're we we're talking about baseball so we were seeing Augie Garrido and he was going off on his team you know and then uh, he was the head baseball coach at UT and he just had a foul kind of mouth you know um they had a they had kind of like a, a camera on him and, and you know he was kind of just going in on his team so it started there and then uh, yeah somehow it got into like polar bears fighting like you know you start getting on a YouTube hole, you start clicking on videos and all of a sudden you you started out with baseball and now you're like two grizzly bears are fighting and we're all watching it all. Like, in game. <laughs> you know, you got to start clicking on videos and videos and videos and
0: then that rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, no, that's no, kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Um, talk about a couple moments in your career, you know, where you realize, you know, what you do as a basketball coach? And you kind of already alluded to it, right? You know, mm-hmm. but, um, Wins and losses are great. State championships, you know, it's a phenomenal feat, and I'm sure it means a lot. No, but some other moments, where you realize that what you do is much deeper than coaching basketball. Uh, you know, really, it's
1: honestly with a lot of our guys that have graduated, whether it's at Victoria West or here at Cole. You know, when they and they call you for advice or they call you in times of struggle, man, I mean, you know, that that's really puts in perspective about coaching. You know, what it's really about. I, I think you know, so often, like you know kids or coaches are judged by wins and losses. Um, but, you know, I, I think some of the biggest wins that I've had is, you know, when when kids call you and, and they want your advice on, on, a, on a, whether it's a job or whether it's a school they're going to go to or thinking about going to or, you know, they're thinking about buying a car, or buying a house and, and you know, what, what should I do type of things. And I, I think those are some of the biggest wins that I've had. It's just like, man, they, they want to still talk to you. You know, even after even after the coaching, they they want to still they want your advice still, and 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 they trust you. It kind of shows me that you know these guys trust you, and and even some of the greatest things that I like is like you know, after you know after we won a state championship, we had, I had so many former players text me, you know, and and congratulate you, and and that's awesome, you know, because they 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 still feel a part of the program. And I remember when we were six and five, you know, I, I had a lot of those kids saying man, I still believe in you guys. Y'all are going to come out of this. Y'all are going to do fine. And, and and man, it, it was really cool. You know, it's really cool to uh, – when they reach out to you. And, and um, you know, I think one of the things that I'm always impressed with or I'm always proud of is that, man, I, I don't care. There could be any player that that walked through our door right now and, and it wouldn't be like a, hey, what's up, man? It wouldn't even be a – it wouldn't even be a dab up, you know? I mean, we always hug each other, you know? I mean, it would always be a hug. I think it would be a hug with – almost any player that's ever played for me, you know, Uh, I think we have great relationships with our kids. And, and they know, man, that they they know that, you know, I'm not just here. I mean, you could ask any player and they know that I'm not just here for basketball for them. And I tell them that all the time, if I'm just here to be your basketball coach, I'm, I'm in it for the wrong reasons, you know. Um, And so they generally know, I think that, you know, we care for them other than just basketball. And I, I think our relationships are great. But, like I said, I think those are some of the biggest coaching achievements that that I've had is that, you know, when those guys call you for advice um, and they want your opinion and they trust you, um, we've kind of done a thing. It's kind of been like every Christmas, you know, kids are coming down and and we kind of have like almost like an alumni dinner, you know. Um, we get as many kids as we can. Uh, we meet at like Chili's or somewhere and we just, you know, just talk about life and just catch up, you know.
0: Yeah. Um. I thought about doing something very similar, but maybe more of a barbecue setup. You know, have one of the <laughs> <like that. laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a great, it's a great concept. I mean, we keep in touch all the time. You know, it'd be nice to to get them all together. Things are a little different right now because of COVID and everything. But um, uh, you no, know, wait, can't wait for light to get back to normal. I guess. You yeah. know, I meant to ask earlier um, before we head out, but um, you know, you guys you know made it to the to the state championship game last year, mm-hmm. and. And then bam, COVID hits and shuts everything down. Right. And so maybe talk about the feelings behind that, you know, like what were you guys feeling at that moment? And then, and then the feeling of, you know, we get to do it again. And this time we get to, to see it through, you know, how, how awesome did that feel?
1: Yeah. You know, last year it was tough, you know, because, you know, two years ago we had made it to the state tournament and we lost to Dallas Madison um, and Madison ended up winning the state championship. So last year, you know, our whole goal was like, man, we we want to see Madison again. So we get to state. We win our first game. Madison actually won their first game because we actually were two of the teams that got to play. Um, so we won, they won, and we were supposed to get okay, we're gonna get our rematch now and for a state championship. That's kinda like I mean, that's like storybook kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, you lost to them last year. Now you're getting a rematch for him in a state championship. I mean, this is this is this is big time, you know. Um, and then not getting to do it and then not getting to play was tough because I mean, you still had, we still had some seniors on our team, you know, um, realizing like they're not going to get to play their last game, which is for a state championship. I mean, that was tough. And then as a coach and as a players, I mean, you, you don't know, man, you don't know if you're ever going to get back to a state championship, if you're ever going to get to a state tournament. I, I mean, I, you know, you just never know. And so there was that uncertainty about like, you know, is this going to be our only chance to do it? You know? And especially with Ben, when Vince left, it was like, man, I, you know, you really start thinking in your head, are you ever going to get back again? You know? Um, but I thought it was, I don't know. I think God has a way of, 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 of doing things and, and kind of, kind of, he's just got a way of, you know, when you think you got it figured out, it's almost like, you know, I'll show you, you know, um, and if you would asked me if we were going to get to a state championship before this season, I, I, I couldn't say for sure. Yes. You know? Um, but then we did it, you know, um, get back to a state championship and it's, it's literally the anniversary, the year to the date that we were supposed to play in a state championship that we got to play the state championship. Um, then we won it, man. It, it was almost just like, it was almost like a, kind of like a, a thing from above, you know? Um, it's like, Hey, you thought you were going to win it last year. and you know, in your head, you thought, you know, you had it figured out and you knew that this was going to happen. Um, but it's like, let me show you like, you know, you know, what's, you know, just let me show you a different way. And so when we got back here and then getting to play the state championship on the anniversary of when it got shut down, I mean, I thought that was pretty, pretty cool.
0: Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be a good feeling too, to know that you got your guys on your team responded. And, and, uh, you know, even, even after Vince leaving, you know, the goal didn't change. And, um, and uh, so I'm, I'm extremely happy for you guys. You know, congratulations to you and your team, uh, representing our city well on the biggest stage and so much respect mm-hmm. to the
1: coach. Well, I appreciate that. Um, and, and like I said, you know, it's you know, it's it's humbling because, you know, there's so many great coaches here, so many great players. I mean, you know, I always think San Antonio is so underrated with basketball, you know, um, just because, like, you know, we got, I mean, heck, you got – you got women, you know, got women that are playing in the final four, winning national championships. You know, you got guys like Jordan Burns who are you know, at Colgate and, and, and having success there. And, and guys that have come out of Wagner, um, you know, playing in the NBA. You know, I, I think there's just a lot of there's a lot of talent here. Um, and it definitely doesn't get the recognition that it deserves. But, you know, it was pretty cool to to, to kind of win a state championship. And like I said, man, I'm I'm, I'm always rooting for San Antonio schools, you know, always, you know. Um. obviously when you're playing the season, you, you're trying to, you want to be the best and you're trying to beat all of them. But, you know, once you get in a playoff and it's a San Antonio school versus an Austin school or whatever, I mean, I don't care what San Antonio school it is, man. You know, I'm I'm, I'm hoping they win just because, you know, you want to get, you want those guys to get highlighted, You want the city to get highlighted. So um, hopefully it, it can kind of be a trend going forward where, you know, more teams can kind of, kind of get there and, and win it, you know?
0: For sure. For sure, coach. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time on a Saturday morning. Uh, I know you could be doing other things, but you're sitting here talking about, you know, basketball and life and, and everything else. So I I appreciate you, man.
1: No, I appreciate you having me on, Marcus, man. I, I really do, man. So anything uh you guys ever need, anything you ever need, man, just let me know, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. You have a good day, buddy.
1: All right, you too.